Welcome to One Girl in All the World, a Buffy the Vampire Slayer rewatch podcast where we recap each episode in order and discuss. I'm Ashley, Buffy superfan. Timmy, Buffy newbie. You can find us on all major podcast apps, YouTube and Instagram with new episodes on Tuesdays. So today we are talking about, well, first, well, yes, I have a new Buffy fit check and I'll tell you how it came about because I wasn't really planning to buy any more Buffy clothes. <laughs> But, you know, when you, like, go on a website and you're browsing and then you click out of it, you don't go back. And then, like, they keep track of, like, what you've looked at. Yeah, and, yeah, like, when it, it goes on, when you go on sale, when it goes on sale, they'll send you an email and be like, oh, what you were looking at is now on sale. So Hot Topic got me. <laughs> they have one Buffy thing, and it's a Buffy t-shirt. And I was, like, looking at it, but I didn't want to, like, pay the full price, whatever. And okay. a couple days ago, they emailed me and said... This item you were looking at is 40% off. And I was like, oh, Ooh, that's God, good. got me. Oh, that's actually really cute. I like that. So it's basically, it's called like the Buffy Moon Phase tee. So it's black. It has the moon phases on top and it has Vampire Slayer. And it has a season two picture of Buffy. Season two okay. hair. So she, I was just going to say her hair is short in season two. Okay, good. Those that are just listening and not watching. Yeah. It has a bunch of little stars and steak. So, looks cute. I like it. I was like, I'm gonna get a large. I can like wear it like oversized. Hot topics, larges. Yeah, not, I was like, okay, this large. is like roomy, but it's not bit oversized by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I was like, I can wear it with bike shorts, you know, whatever. Like have it like really oversized. Yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, it's like you know, it's definitely has room. That's but, hilarious. That's yeah. a large. Okay, I'm like cool. glad thing I didn't order like a smaller size. I was like trying to go for like way oversized. Anyway. <laughs> So this is the newest addition to the collection. <laughs> Thanks, Hot Topic. Okay, so we're today we're talking about episode seven of the first season called Angel. Yeah. I know you're already excited. I can tell. <laughs> so excited. First impressions obviously are good. Best episode ever so far. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, we'll dive into what we actually liked when we get into the episode, so we will start that now. Angel aired April 14th, 1997, written by David Greenwalt, which we have heard of him. You know, he's back again as the writer, and directed okay. by Scott Brazil. The synopsis is, while Buffy grows more and more annoyed with Angel's mysterious disappearing act, she can't deny her growing obsession with him. That's a bit strong. I don't think she's obsessed with him. Meanwhile, it's killing Xander that Buffy doesn't have a clue how he feels about her, and as he vents his frustrations to Willow, she knows all too well how he feels. Mm. And in the underworld, the master is incensed that Buffy has taken the lives of so many members of his family, and he summons warrior vampires to annihilate her. Okay. Yeah, I don't I don't think Buffy's obsessed with Angel. No, I wouldn't say that actually at all, especially since like we like she hasn't talked about it in the past like she did she even really talk about it much in the past couple episodes? I mean a little bit. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It believe me, we will see obsession in this show. And Buffy at this point with Angel is not it. <laughs> I was just like, well, I was gonna say, as like as as someone who used to be a teenage girl and had obsessions with boys, I know what obsession is. And yeah, yeah definitely she's not definitely it. not there. Whether she ever Pretty will be. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I mean, it's just not gonna she's not romanticizing him really, especially in the beginning. She's like, yeah. yeah, I mean, would never like he's never around, and all, with all the cons of even no, contemplating something with him. So super realistic, actually. I really don't see how she's obsessed. Anyway, so I have a bone to pick with the person that wrote that synopsis, but <laughs> we can, I guess, comment on that as we go along. So we have our first, at least our from watching on Hulu, 
uh, our first previously on. So it kind of like, because Angel hasn't been around a little that bit. That was nice. I like that because uh, my partner's watching with me last night. And um, I was like, do you want to watch this with me? I know you haven't seen the first however many episodes, but yeah. So it was nice for him to just like get that recap. Yeah. It, we kind of find out who Angel is again, just to refresh mm-hmm. the memory and the anointed one that he's he's around. And then we have the, the Slayer opening is back again. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> I read, I was like, oh, okay. Okay, we're still <laughs> getting this. It's funny because I read somewhere online that this was actually the first episode that it appeared. That's obviously not the case with over the years, maybe when it aired. I don't know. Obviously, it's been so many years. There's it's been edited different ways for different formats and streaming is a whole thing that what didn't even exist when the show was playing. So as the streaming versions, we have seen it every episode except for one. So maybe when it was airing, this is the first time that that is in there. Mm. Um, so we're just going based off the, the streaming versions that we're watching. Okay. Because I do I do own it all, uh, not on DVD anymore, but I own it all on iTunes. So I should go back and see if they also did it the same or if this is a different kind of edit that they have for streaming. Anyway, okay, yeah. that could that could vary depending on the version you're watching. Like DVD, <laughs> streaming, iTunes. Anyway, we get that Slayer opening again. Like we need to be reminded that Buffy's a Slayer. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> we start off the actual episode in the Lair. And the master is kind of like not skipping rocks with Colin, the anointed one. He's just kind of throwing rocks. He's taking a rock out of the master's hand and like throwing it in a puddle, basically. I guess kids easily amused, even evil ones, I guess. (laughs) And they're just like hanging out, throwing rocks in a puddle. And Darla comes in and the master is mad that Zachary, one of the other vampires, we don't really need to know. We're not supposed to know anything more about him. It's not that important. But that Buffy had killed him the night before. He didn't return. <laughs> yeah. So he's annoyed that basically they're just, uh, she's just picking them off one by one. Yeah. And he's kind of asking, Colin, what would you do? Like, I love like the way they talk to each other. It's just. It's weird. It's weird. Yeah. In a good way. <laughs> like, it's just like, I don't know. Like, he's not it's a child some anymore. Centuries old master asking this kid. I know he's anointed, but like asking him for advice. And like, and then the way he responds is so adult and like old yeah. because he's not a kid anymore. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But he says, like, oh, what would you do? And he's like, I would annihilate her. Mm-hmm. So he's very cutthroat, Colin, because we haven't really gotten anything out of him much. Yeah. He's kind of just been hanging out. So now we're getting more of his input on things and we're getting we're going to get to know him a little bit. So the master's had it, had it with Buffy, and he's going to send the three to kill her. And then we see three scary looking like uber vamps uh. with like. Definitely warrior. They use Some that sort term. Of, yeah, gear. Yeah, they have like, gear? yeah, they have definitely like warrior. Like they have like Metal. a, yeah, like armor Shields? kind of stuff. Yeah, it's hard to explain. <laughs> but yeah, you can definitely tell that they look different than the average vampire walking around the mm-hmm. cemetery. At the bronze, there is the fumigation party is happening. <laughs> and the sign says, find a cockroach, get a free drink. So gross. And you see oh a, a girl, a woman like grab a cockroach and like give it to the bartender who is wearing that, did you notice the shirt the bartender was wearing? No, I missed it. Like shimmery silver. Hmm. It was like I was like, what? I know this is like this is nineteen ninety seven, not like eighty seven or seventy seven. I, I was like, what is he wearing? It was crazy. That's funny. Okay. Yeah, it, it was distracting to me even. But people are catching cockroaches and getting drinks, and I just have in my nose health codes exclamation point exclamation point. Yeah, so gross. Like, this yeah. should not be open if there's cockroaches. They sell no. food there. I mean, like, yeah. there's food prep going on. I mean, obviously, that's, her- like, horrendous. 
Buffy and Willow are sitting at the table. Xander's out dancing. Mm-hmm. And he's like kind of despondent. Like she's just kind of. Yeah. Down in the dumps a little bit, distracted because Willow's talking yeah. to her and she's obviously like not really present. Yeah. And it's interesting because she says like, oh, is it about a guy? She's like, no, there'd have to be a guy for us to have a conversation about a guy. <laughs> and then, well, she's like, what about Angel? And she's like, yeah, I mean, obviously he's hot and there is an attraction there. She says the lights dim yeah. when it's like the lights, like the lights dim when he's around. Mm-hmm. But he's like, she says, like, what would it be like? Uh, Hi, honey, you're in danger. See you next month. <laughs> yeah. Like he's so, just not around much. He's a sporadic presence in her life. When she says about the lights dimming when she's with him, she asks Willow, you know what I mean, how it's like with some guys? And she's like, oh, yeah. And then <laughs> she looks over to the dance floor and doofus is anders dancing <laughs> like an idiot <laughs> oh god i don't know what willow sees in him honestly like yeah, maybe he's he sucks. the most familiar she's the most comfortable it's the closest guy that she's knows that she's the most comfortable with so i feel like maybe it's natural that she was having feelings for him i guess that makes sense because she just has such social difficulties yeah and she's actually comfortable around xander um because they really don't have anything in common no, actually, they don't. Besides just growing up together. And being in the same grade. Grade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they don't seem like they would have even the same interests or anything. No. He knocks into Cordy, who's dancing. <laughs> and I actually think Cordy... Xander was, like, the jerk in this situation. He was so mean. She wasn't, like, super nice, but yeah. he was, like... He knocked into her, and they, they kind of, like, squabbled a bit. But then what he ended on was, like, not cool about saying no. that. I don't know what people are talking about. The alpha doesn't make you look like a hooker. Yeah, that was pretty harsh. Like, she wasn't like that. She wasn't that bad at all. She's no. like, oh, I saw you almost got beat up and all this. Like, she's like, get off my $200 shoes. Dander was like the jerk in this situation yeah, for like once. Our, yeah. Like, not Cordelia being the worst person yeah. in the room. That was a really crappy thing to say. Xander comes over to the table and Buffy, he's like, oh, yeah, stop. The, oh, what does he say? Like, stop this whirly gig of fun. It's, I'm getting dizzy. The energy is low at the table because Buffy's mm-hmm. kind of down in the dumps. And Buffy yeah. notices that her mood is rubbing off on people. So she's like, I'm just going to leave. Dander doesn't want her to. He wants to dance. But she's like, no, I'll just I'll just see you guys tomorrow. I'm just going to call it a night. Buffy's walking out of the bronze and she feels like somebody's watching her. And we do see Angel is watching her. But when she turns, he's gone. Mm-hmm. So he's he's <laughs> hanging around looking at her. Yeah, not creepy at all. Very not creepy. <laughs> Buffy's walking home, so we're at like out in the street now, and she again knows someone's following her, and she just says, "Hey, like I'm tired, like just show yourself, like so we can get this over with." Yeah. But then she's like, "Oh, there's three like very big, scary, strong vampires, yeah. and they are kind of overwhelming her immediately." Yeah, three like, against she gets, one. She gets a she gets a good you know few kicks and punches in, but yeah, they're strong. Yeah, she's outnumbered, and they're yeah. super strong, like you said. Yeah. And then he, they're about, like, one, two of them are holding her. The other one's going to bite her. And Angel jumps in. He basically just tackles them. They both kind of get their butts kicked, honestly. Yeah. One of the three grabs a bar off of a window, like a window covering those bars, slices Angel across the ribs. And I love how, like, Buffy says, watch out. And I feel like she gave him ample time to actually watch out. And yet, in much like horror movie style, he didn't watch out. Yeah. And Giles says something about this situation. He says, Angel faced the three. Faced the three. He tackled somebody, got his ribs stabbed, and then ran. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know how, like, him, like, 
getting in a scuffle with the three makes him so formidable that Buffy has to be careful. He didn't face the three. He has like he like he took I mean, the three on by himself. The three <laughs> and one. Yeah, they ran away. Okay, <laughs> I was like, okay, Giles, I think you're giving him a little too much credit in that fight. Yeah, but they take off, they run, and they head to Buffy's house. And oh, this part bothers me. So Buffy says, "Come on, get in, come on!" Right before Angel and her run into the house, mm-hmm. her front door, and she tries to slam the door, and one of the three gets his arm, like his forearm, and his hand in the yeah. door. And, and she, she like, can't shut it. Yeah, she hits it and like he kind of pulls his hand back and then she can lock the door. Yeah. And Angel says, don't worry, a vampire can't come in without an invitation. She obviously inv- invited Angel in. He should, the three, the one of the three, one third of the three, shouldn't have been able to get his hand in the door. Yeah, that was that's, a, a, that's, a, that's a complete mistake. Should have been like, he should have just been able to stop at the doorway. Yeah, because we see there. vampires trying to get into places and it's a very specific reaction it's literally like you're walking into a invisible door like a wall yeah, yeah right. like a wall you just bounce back like if you just walked in like when people walk into a screen door they think they're going straight <laughs> you yeah. know and they just boom <laughs> that is like or people walk through glass they think it's you know they think it's open or whatever that's exactly what it's like you just bounce right off of something it's like a complete it's like a force field an invisible force field okay. episode seven we'll just pretend that didn't happen because <laughs> he definitely should not have been able to get his hand into the door into the house <laughs> They go into the kitchen so Buffy can help Angel with his wound. And, of course, he takes his shirt off. Woo-woo. Yeah. And she sees that he has a tattoo on his back. Which okay, is this tattoo, exactly. It's a, apparently, it's a winged lion. So, a lion with the wings. And then, at the bottom, it goes into, like, an A for Angel. Uh-huh. I'm jealous. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, it wasn't a cross. <laughs> no. That was a good guess, though. I mean, I was way off. I mean, I mean, you, that's like a very, that's super specific. Knowing Angel's backstory, I don't know if I would have went with a cross, but if I didn't know his backstory, I, you know, that would have been a good, a good guess. She wants to know how he came along and he, he lets her know that he lives nearby, which I found interesting. Mm -hmm. We kind of just learned that. Yeah. And he said he was out walking and he just happened to come across her. Easy to stalk her when he lives nearby. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And he just said, you know, they're kind of starting to flirt. You know, their kind of faces are getting kind of close. And then Buffy hears the front door open. So she runs to the front door, grabs her mom. Mom's coming home from work. She grabs her mom in and, like, looks outside and says, oh, you shouldn't be out there. There's crazy people out there. Why don't you go right up to bed? Because I'm sure you're so tired. (laughs) And, like, her mom's not stupid. She's like, what did you do? (laughs) You're being too nice. You're going to bring me tea in bed, please. Like, what did you do? I don't know why Angel walks in there like a big dummy. I, I, I think I actually, because he doesn't want her to lie to his mom or to her mom. I think he... I but she does what's she gonna I say know. the truth no i mean well no but like i okay so i could be wrong but i kind of feel like he's so nervous to be around her and this is almost like an excuse for him to like Insert not be himself in yeah. her life yeah be like oh i didn't meet the mom okay i, can I don't buy know. that i can buy that yeah. i can buy that angel just shows up there and she's like um hi <laughs> older man with my 16 year old daughter at the house at, at my house at night alone and <laughs> buffy gives the excuse that Angel is a student, first year community college. I love how she pauses. He's a student and her mom's like, right. (laughs) And then, yeah, she's like, community college. (laughs) Yeah. So apparently Angel's helping her study. And Joyce is like, you know what? It's time for bed. So why don't you say goodnight and uh, nice to meet you. She's wary, as you would be. Uh, Definitely as you would be. So Buffy pretends to say goodnight to Angel and closes the door, and they both sneak up to her room because she says that the three could still be out there lurking, and it's not safe for Angel to go out 
that night to go out walking by himself. They get up to Buffy's room and they do the, you know, the whole one bed, two people trope or whatever. He won't take it. She won't take it. Yeah. uh, I mean, as if you can't just be, okay, I guess they're teenagers. I want to say adult. Like as if you can't be adults and just like, I don't know, you can make it work without things happening. Right. Just because you sleep literally on the same bed doesn't mean something's (laughs) happened. Yeah. But But yeah. Yeah. She's 16. Yeah, okay. 16, that's right. She just seems older. Well, yeah. I mean... Of her her life. She is and she isn't, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think for her, it would be like, wow, oh my God, we're sleeping in the same bed, even if it was like completely <laughs> chased. Angel's gonna sleep on the floor and she tells her... Tell, Buffy tells Angel to look out the window and see if they're out there and she's gonna change she it her pajamas. Them, she calls them the Fang Gang now. The Fang Gang, see yeah. If the Fang Gang are still loitering. <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah. And she asks him while she's changing, like, why are you doing this? Like, this is my, like, sacred duty. I don't really have a choice to fight them. Why are you doing it? Did vampires kill your family? And he says, yeah, but it was a long time ago. Mm. So she's like, okay, it's basically like, he's just, this is his, like, like, a vengeance gig is what she said. That, and, you know, this won't be the first time we see something like that where someone is fighting vampires because they killed their family. Yeah. That's, like, their purpose in life now is to kill vampires because... Their family was killed by vampires. That's a, you know, a story you can buy for sure. Yeah, that's a little snippet. Um, I want to draw a parallel, though. So while mm. she's changing and she asked him to keep his back turned, I wanted to point out that he actually did, unlike some other boys in the show. <laughs> Thank he you. He was a huge gentleman about it. No peeking, no, you know. That does it actually happens one more time. So we could draw like a third parallel in season f- five. Okay. Yes, season five. I'm going to double check myself. <laughs> Where someone's asked to be turned around while she changes. And they stay turned around, but very excited that Buffy's naked behind them. Mm, but they okay. do not turn around. They behave okay. themselves. Okay. It's- See? I mean, it's not hard. Uh, so this just shows Angel's maturity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I know. I mean, obviously, he's older and lived. Of course. All that is. And yeah. All that, obviously, all those circumstances. But the point is. She asked both guys to turn around because she didn't yep. want to be seen changing. Yep. That's the point. You know what I mean? She did, didn't want to have them to see her change. So yep. good parallel. I didn't even think about that because <laughs> that was a gross, very gross Sander moment. Yeah, it was. So they get ready for bed. Oh, <laughs> but before that, I thought it was really sweet when he says, you even look pretty when you go to sleep. Aww. Like in her pajamas and stuff. Which I thought that was yeah. cute. I thought it, it was cute, cute that he used the word pretty instead of beautiful or gorgeous. It was just more sweet. Yes. Yeah, so I thought that was a really genuine. Cute line. Yeah, I thought that was a cute yeah. line. So yeah, they lay down and she asks Angel if he snores. And he says, "I don't know. It's been a long time since anyone's been in the position to tell me if I snore." Yeah. So she's like, Ooh. <laughs> "I thought that was yeah, nice touch too." So the next morning we're in the library and immediately Xander is upset. <laughs> oh my god! That he th- he says he slept in your bed. And she's like, no, he slept by my bed. And Willow, Willow has turned in such a hopeless romantic in this. Yes, she has. All she for this. So romantic. She's been reading those romance novels. You can tell. She's like, ah. Oh. <laughs> she's, she's living vicariously through Buffy's romance because yeah. she, like hers is not happening. No. So she just thinks it's so cute. Willow's gushing over it. And, you know, she's like, he was a perfect gentleman. They're both like, oh, my God. Angel. <laughs> and then Xander's like, oh, come on. That's like the oldest trick in the book. Wake up and smell the seduction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i love that line wake up and smell the seduction she's like what like getting attacked getting stabbed or something whatever saving my life getting stabbed he's like yeah <laughs> and i think he talks about like the ick factor 
And I think, I can't remember if that was referring to, like, the age or something. It or... was when um, Xander said, oh, you know, I've done crazy things to impress a girl. One time I drank an entire bottle of Gatorade without taking a breath. And then Willow says, yeah, that was impressive. But later there was an egg factor because obviously. Oh, but that's what it was. Okay, yeah, right. he puked okay. it up. Okay. That was funny. <laughs> Thankfully, Giles interrupts his conversation saying that he's found the three. He's like, are these them? He shows her a picture. She's like, yeah. And so he's like, he identifies them as the three uh, warrior vampires. And Willow says, how do you know? How do you know all that? How do you always know what's going on? Like, I never know what's going on. He's like, you weren't here from six or midnight to 6 a.m. researching it. And my question is, how? No. Buffy went to bed and we she didn't contact Giles. So I'm assuming she got up this morning, went in this morning. She oh. wasn't there at midnight. So huh. how could he have known that she was attacked? You're really good at this. Oh, I but totally we saw it. Buffy. We saw Buffy go to sleep. Well, yeah, we did. You're right. And then she's at school. Mm-hmm. So she didn't like sneak out of the ha- house at midnight. I mean, the reason she didn't want she wouldn't have left the house again because we thought it was too like, dangerous for them to be outside. Yeah, and there are no cell phones for texting. <laughs> I don't see her calling. She didn't call Giles. No. She could have said, "I need to make a phone call." He could have said that one little thing, and that would have hmm. no. Good catch. Well done. Yeah, but somehow Giles knew at midnight that all this happened, and he was there till 6 a.m. researching it. Okay, I guess I have this, like, strong brain connection. Yeah, she sent him a mental <laughs> note. Melding. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I was like, how? How did he find out about it by, like, at midnight? Okay. Anyway, yeah. But he you wants to step up, his, step up her training. Yeah, because now that there's, like, warrior vampires coming after her. Yeah. Oh, and I love how Xander's like, you should stay with me. Oh, God. Like, I'll protect you. Oh. Yeah. That was such an eye roll moment. I was like, oh, my God. He's like, yeah, you should stay with me. And Willow can tell Angel to get out of town. And Buffy and Willow just look at each other and like, okay. All <laughs> right. All right, dude. I like how Giles kind of jumps in there. There's kind of, he's like, she's in no immediate danger right now. Because um, mm-hmm. those three are going to have to offer their lives for not killing her. Yeah, they failed. And yeah. so we go actually see that. We go to the lair and the master, the three are like, kneel down saying basically that they've surrendered their lives to the master because they failed to kill Buffy. The master is kind of giving a lesson to Colin about what, you know, he's like, I could kill them. It wouldn't give me much joy. Like it's serious to take another vampire's life. Like we don't care about human lives, but like another like vampire life to, for a vampire to take a vampire's life is a serious thing. But he has Darla kill the three. He's like, mm. Just because, it, like, I, I, some joy is fine. Like, a little joy, but, you know, that's better than no joy. So he still has the three killed. And he's kind of, like, teaching Colin. This is a kind of a teachable moment for Colin. I got the feeling. Yeah. I loved the scene. So we're in the library for another training scene. <laughs> this is great. Buffy's looking at, in the cage, there's all the, he puts, like, a sign outside. says, like, closed for filing. <laughs> the library's closed for filing. So they open the cage, and there's all these different weapons and Buffy's immediately drawn to the crossbow. She was like, ooh, flying fatality. Like, goodbye yes. stakes. Goodbye stakes. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Hello, flying fatality. <laughs> yeah, she's excited about this. He's like, um, no, we're going to start with the quarterstaff. And, like, once you, like, show a lot of, like, a lot of promise with this, we'll talk about the crossbow. <laughs> and Buffy's like, I'm not going to be fighting Friar Tuck, which is, like, from um, <laughs> Robin Hood. Yeah. It's a Robin Hood reference. But, and he's like, you don't know who or what you'll be fighting. And he's right, because she's already, several times over the show, we've already seen it once, she fights with a, a pool cue, which isn't that far off of a, from a, a quarterstaff. Like, it's yeah, a long, like, 
I feel like she's very resourceful with her staking. Yeah. I don't think that it's that crazy. The quarterstaff thing is that crazy because we've already seen her in seven episodes. We've already seen her use something that's similar once. So I don't think it's that crazy that she would have to train with it. (laughs) So he tells her to put her pads on because they're going to they're going to joust or not joust. They're going to whatever fight. And but (laughs) he says, I'm not going to need pads. He's like, fine. Suit yourself. Oh, God. (laughs) And she just wallops him. She hits him several times and and he goes to the ground, sweeps the feet out from underneath him. And he says, okay, we can go to the crossbow. (laughs) So it's after school. It's already night. Buffy's coming upstairs from after dinner and she brings Angel still in her room. And I would have been like, why are you still here? Surely my mom went to work. And you know the three are out there all day. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, she doesn't even ask like, oh, I didn't expect to find you here. I wish she would have yeah. said, oh, I didn't expect to see you here. I didn't she expect you to still be it. here. I mean, she brought him food up. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. She definitely <laughs> thought he would be there. I, I would have liked if she said, yeah, I would have liked if she said, oh, I'm surprised you're here or something. I thought I brought this up just in case or something like that. Because, yeah. yeah, why wouldn't he leave? But she brings him up food in a plastic bag. <laughs> it says it's plateless. Sorry. Was it just so she could easily hide it from her mom? I think so, but that's weird. Yeah. And he just kind of like looks at it and holds well, it. And I don't like, think he can eat it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's so, God. This is my favorite scene. This whole like second bedroom scene. He, he says, she, Sorry. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to talk about it. He says, What did you do all day? <laughs> he says, I read a little, and she looks over to the bed and her diary's out. And, like, mortification times 1,000. Oh, yeah. She thinks he's read her diary, and she's so upset and embarrassed and starts babbling (laughs) that hunk could mean a lot of things. Bad things, which is also my favorite line. (laughs) And A doesn't even stand for A. It could be. What what did she say? What was the name she used? It stands for Ahmed, a charming foreign exchange student. (laughs) <laughs> that whole fantasy had nothing about you to do. I have nothing about you at all. And he's like, I didn't read it. Your mom moved it when she came in to clean. I was hiding. <laughs> She's like, oh, uh. <laughs> oops. Let's let all that out of the bag. Yep. Now he knows her real feelings. That scene was, oh, it's just hilarious. She was it horrified. Was. I it loved was, it so yeah. much. I didn't even get it. Like, if, any, if somebody read your diary, like, I, oh. that actually happened to me when I was in middle yeah I was in middle school and the boy next door who had a huge crush on he totally found my diary and totally read it and oh. he also read it to other boys which no was even, oh yeah yeah even better that's so horrifying great. you have to go, have you, horrifying. Have you to therapy for that because I feel like I would have needed to go to therapy I wanted for that. to just go be a nun actually right is that the catalyst for your nun phase <laughs> oh my god yeah that would that would do it yeah that would do it. Oh, I felt her in this one. <laughs> yeah, that's that's horrifying. Angel says, you know, I should go. I can't really, I shouldn't really be around you. And she's like, yeah, you know, she thinks like, oh, yeah, I've made a fool of myself and he just wants to get away from me. But it's really, he says he, because when he's around her, he just wants, thinks about how much he wants to kiss her. And she's like, yeah. oh, what? Oh, okay. <laughs> he's like, I'm older than you. And she's like, yeah, this can't be. And they're just kind of like, no, 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 no. As they get closer and closer and they have their first kiss. Forbidden love is the best. <laughs> They have their first kiss, and it starts getting a little steamy. Yeah, it does. And then Angel kind of, like, turns away like he's in pain. And when he looks back, <gasps> he's a vampire. Yeah. He's got a vamp a... face. And she's scared. She did not see that coming. She's shocked. Yeah. And she screams. And he 
<laughs> scuttles out the window down the, down the roof. Yeah. Bye. And that was de- the blind was definitely down for most of the scene. I don't remember like when they walked in, the blind was down. So I don't know when that came up. He must have just super shot it up to get yeah, out He was of like, whoosh, like, yeah, vamp reflexes and use out so, the window. Like, do we know anything about the kissing and the vampire face thing? Is that like a thing? Like, do we know why that happened? I actually thought about this a little bit because we really okay, don't yeah. see it because it felt like he didn't obviously didn't do it on purpose. No. It was like involuntary, like a reflex. Yeah. He made a noise when he did it, too. Yeah. And it was like, yeah. it was like he was trying not to or he was in pain or whatever. Ugh, I'm trying to rack my brain. So don't come at me if I'm forgetting an example. But we really don't see people, vampires, I mean, like involuntarily. Sometimes when they get punched or they're hurt, like physically hurt, they will turn. Whether that's on purpose or not, it's not really made clear. But usually it seems like it, it's a voluntary change. Yeah, that's what I So we, I don't think, again, this is early in this series. So I don't think we really see that again. Okay. I'm trying to think if, we've, if that's specific to Angel, if we've seen him do that again in that way. But I can't recall. So that's something we'll keep in mind as we go on. Okay. Because I also was like, oh, yeah, that's weird. Yeah. I reminded myself that he was like, had that weird reaction. Like, I know we needed to be introduced to that, and that was a very dramatic way to do it, so I get it, but yeah. I was curious about the, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Good question. At school the next morning, Buffy is telling the group about Angel, that he's a vampire, and of course, uh, Xander is immediately jumps on the bad wagon, yeah. like, of, you need to kill him. And I'm like, is Xander, Xander has a disproportionate prejudice against vampires, for the whole show, and I think it started because of Jesse. Remember Jesse? <laughs> yeah. And um, he really, like, more than others, doesn't like vampires, more than the other people in the show. Yeah. But now, is it that, because he's coming from that experience of his best friend, or is it purely jealousy? Yeah. Or is it both? Both. I, I'm going to go with both on this one, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He he doesn't definitely, is doesn't like that Buffy's involved with a vampire now no and he's like it's not like she's in love with him yeah and she just doesn't answer i'm like that's a bit quick to be honest i thought so too yeah because at the beginning of the episode she wasn't he wasn't even an option and now she's in love with him yeah i mean she hasn't said it but she's implied it so when buffy's talking to giles about about angel situation she says can a vampire ever be good couldn't it happen and giles says a vampire isn't a person at all it may have the movements, the memories, even the personality of the person that it took over. But a demon at the core, but still a demon at the core, there is no halfway. Hmm. So very clear. Again, we've talked about this several times. That's the, the rule they've put into place. You know, they've made it pretty black and white, even concerning I mean, Angel at this point. They have, but also, like, if we think about it, it's just like Angel watches out for her. Angel helped, like, get her safe from the three. And it's just, I don't know, it doesn't seem black and white. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's why Buffy keeps saying, he's never hurt me. Like, why? Yeah, exactly. So Giles and uh, Xander are definitely on the team that she needs to slay him. That's like her sacred duty. Xander is way into the idea. But Willow is... And Willow's... She's just helpless romantic. At least sympathizing with Buffy's situation. I mean, somebody needs to, so it's good. Willow is even still kind of like, oh, buddies, but you guys are so cute. Like, she's still team Bangle. And the other two are not, for sure. (laughs) Bangle. Yeah, he asks, like, Buffy kind of implies that she's in love with Angel. So Buffy's pretty conflicted, and that's kind of where we leave that scene. We're at Angel's Angel's pad, so I called it. And he comes in, 
And Darla is there waiting for him. And she kind of just lectures him about how he's living and acting like one of them, like a human, mm-hmm. and he's not. And he's kind of suppressing his true nature. Yeah, even though he's living above ground and fighting vampires. And he says, "I'm maybe I'm not one of you, but I'm not one of, maybe I'm not one of them, but I'm not one of you either. And she's like, well, you're still drinking, you're drinking blood. And she opens his fridge and there's blood in there. She's like, you can't be that different. Tries to goad him into losing his temper and just says, I, well, when you let that animal inside of you loose, like, I want to be there to see it. And he's like, maybe you don't want to be there. And he gets, he gets mad. And basically she says, you can't control yourself forever. And that now that Buffy knows she's probably going to come kill you. Like, are you going to tell her about the curse? This is the first time we hear about the curse. And so we were like, Ooh, what does that mean? Like this explanation for why angels a bit different than other vampires. So he's, he's also conflicted because he doesn't know what to do and what he doesn't know what Buffy's thinking and what she's going to do. Mm-hmm. So everybody's confused and conflicted. <laughs> in the library, Giles finds information about Angel in the Watcher's Diaries. He goes back. Angelus. Angelus, yeah. Angelus. Angelus. It was his... So that's not his birth name. That wasn't his human name. That was like his evil vampire name. So he's had three names. I won't even like, I won't even say his actual human name like, until like, when it comes up. I'm like so paranoid about spoilers. But when you think of a vampire, start going by Angelus... <sighs> And this isn't real. The scene is a little bit mm, when in the context of the whole show, because given the context that Angel is a vampire, I think it should have been easier for Giles to put two and two together of who he was, who Angel was. Okay. We'll come to find out, like, Angel isn't just some random vampire. Even when he was before he was in Sold, he was notorious. Yeah. So Watchers, other vampires that have been notorious, like, in history... Watchers know them. They know their history. It's just something they know. Mm-hmm. They don't know every single vampire, but they know, like, the big ones. Like, they're famous. Do you think he should have figured this out sooner? Yeah. I think as soon as, like, I, I don't think he had, I don't think he had to go, should have had to go as far into the Watcher Diaries. Like, he should have been like, oh, my God. Oh, shit. It's Angelus. Like, he definitely should have heard of Angelus before. 100%. Yeah, I mean, would you have necessarily thought of Angel? Would you have made that connection? I don't know if I would have. I think that once, especially when he says Angelus, like once he like knows like that's his name, like he would know who Angelus is yeah, as okay. a watcher. Mm-hmm. And because I have the hindsight of like everything we know about Angelus going forward, yeah. he definitely would have been like, oh my God, this is Angelus. Like that's a big deal. It's Angelus. He acts like he's learning all this stuff about Angel slash Angelus for the first time. Mm-hmm. And it's just not, it doesn't really track with the rest of the show. Okay, yeah, because and Angelus is a famous, like, it's like Dracula. Him being like, Dracula. Oh, let me just, like, you know who Dracula is. But we do learn that Angel is from Ireland, and that that's where he was turned, and that he like just... 240 years ago or something Yeah, like 240 that? years old, and he went by Angelus once he was turned, and just was killing through Europe for centuries and then came to our shores so north america 80 years ago and then after that there's no evidence of him of him feeding he's like just because there's no record of it doesn't mean he's not you know willow poor willow she's like see see maybe he's not bad and of course andrew (laughs) is like well before 80 years what was he like giles is like he was an animal vicious animal just like the rest of them (laughs) i like how like on a scale of one to ten, ten being killing and maiming every night and one not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. Poor Willow. She's trying. Yeah. 
In the master's lair, Darla wants to bring Angel back into the fold. It's kind of, she was laying some of this groundwork when she had her conversation with Angel already, saying she wants to have Angel kill Buffy so that he will kind of come back to being evil, basically. She's scheming. Yeah, she's scheming. And for practical and selfish reasons, because her and Angel obviously have a past and a history together. The master says, well, how are you going to do that if he cares for her? And he's like, well... He'll defend himself, probably, if she tries to kill him. And then he will have to kill her. So that's the plan. That they are going to just drive Buffy to to kill Angel, make sure, you know, it's kind of already, like, going on its own. They don't really have to do much. They don't have to put much pressure on the scale. And that Angel will defend himself and end up killing Buffy. Yeah, and the Master is, like, excited about this. Like, he says that Angel is the most vicious creature that he's ever met, which is, that's saying a lot. That's what I'm saying. Like, Giles should know who Angelus is. If yeah. I wish he would, I mean, of course, like they didn't know where they were going to go with this. They didn't have all this backstory probably yeah. invented. But they, I mean, Giles should have thrown his book up in the air and like said a cuss word. <laughs> like, oh my God, you can't even be near this guy. Like this guy is like, <laughs> he would have freaked, he would have lost his mind. The master says he's the most vicious creature he's ever met. Mm-hmm. That's a, quite a thing for the master to say. Yeah. Angel is a big deal. In the library, Willow and Buffy are studying, and Buffy's obviously distracted. Willow's like, okay, oh, we're going to study, or we're talking about boys. And she's like, okay, I guess we're talking about boys. And she says she has a fantasy that Xander's going to grab her and kiss her right on the lips. <laughs> and Buffy wants her to speak up. Yeah. But Willow's like, no, can't do that. No, 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 no. I can't, I can't say anything to him about it. So she's just going to admire him from, I'm going to say afar, but next to her. Because they're friends. They start talking about Angel. She asked her how the kiss was. And Buffy said it was unbelievable, unbelievable mm-hmm. kiss. And that Willow's like, well, you know, you will get old and wrinkly and die. And he'll stay young forever. And what about the children? And then, oops, uh, I didn't mean to say all that. And Buffy's like, no, I need to hear it. I need to hear it because I need to, like, be able to kill him, essentially. And Darla is in the stacks watching. And she hears what she wants to hear. That Buffy needs, even though she feels for Angel, she knows that she has to kill him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so she's like, okay, don't have to do anything here. This is all going according to plan perfectly. So she kind of sneaks away. And uh, yeah, Buffy is de- preparing herself and trying to get herself to the place where she can kill Angel. At Buffy's house, uh, her mom, Joyce, is sitting in the kitchen. And she kind of gets spooked a bit. She hears some sounds around the house kind of like looking around and that seems like somebody might be outside. And then there's just a knock on the door and she opens it and it's Darla. And she says, oh, I'm a friend of Buffy's. I was supposed to come over for a study date, but Buffy's not obviously not home yet. And so Joyce invites her in, which obviously Darla needed to get in there. And Joyce says, oh, come on in. Do you want something to eat? And Darla's like, yeah, sounds good. And when Joyce goes to open the refrigerator, um, it, it cuts and Angel shows up. We see him coming up the front stairs. Obviously, he's trying to knock on the door. He wants to like, talk to Buffy and explain things and, I guess, see if he can salvage this situation. Yeah. He goes to knock. He changes his mind. And he le- he goes to leave. When he's on the sidewalk, he hears a scream, which is the same scream that Buffy let out. I don't know if you noticed that. Oh, no. Yeah, it was oh, the same okay. scream. Good catch, okay. And so he runs around the side, he breaks down the kitchen door, like the backside door of the house, and sees Darla has bitten Joyce. I can't believe she did that. That actually surprised me. Horrible evil vampire. She's like, oh, look, you want some of this? And he's like, 
he wants some of this blood and he kind of tosses Joyce to Angel and he catches her and he's tempted. He is like, yeah, he looks Ooh. torn. That's and like, hard. it's not the same as drinking like pig's blood or bagged blood, refrigerated blood. It's not the same as like taking it from the source, yeah. which he's just been living off of um, for almost 100 years. He's tempted. He, his face turns, mm-hmm. which I guess that was probably that was probably involuntary as well. So I guess we do see it. Yeah, um, that was involuntary. Yeah. yeah, I guess we do see it a couple times in Angel. She just leaves, right? Am I remembering that correctly? Yeah, she does. She just walks out. Yeah, she sets him up, sets him up perfectly, yeah. and he's like kind of struggling. And Buffy walks in. She comes home from the library and walks in and sees her angel holding her mom and looks in that face. Her mom has been bitten. So oh, so bad. Yeah, and her face is like genuine. Like her acting with her face looks so good because she looks betrayed. genuinely. She's betrayed. She has so much on there. Yeah, betrayal, shock. Like she can't believe what she's seeing. Buffy throws. Angel out the front window and says that you're not welcome here. If you come near us again, I'll kill you. Mm-hmm. And then she runs into the kitchen to call 911. We hear her actually say her address for the first time, 1630 Ravello Drive. That's Buffy's address and calls for an ambulance. Xander and Willow show up yeah, and they're like, what happened? They just show up like that. Yeah. And like Willow, she just left Willow at the library. So exactly. why would Willow and Xander be coming so, over? Good point. I didn't even think yeah, about that. I that that is weird. weird. And like, why wouldn't they go to the front door? When they be like, hey, what the what the hell happened to the front of your house? <laughs> the window's broken out. Like, the whole front window's busted. Uh, yeah, good point. I didn't think, like, why are they there? Yeah. Uh, but she says, Angel happened. Cut right to the hospital, and Giles is, like, rushing through the hospital corridor into Joyce's room. And Joyce is okay. We see she's fine. She doesn't really remember what happened. The doctor says she fell, fainted and fell on a barbecue fork. Yeah. Which so they don't sure. own. So it couldn't have been a barbecue fork. So weird. And she says that, you know, your friend came over, but I can't really remember anything else. So Buffy's like, okay, enough is enough. I almost got my mother, in her mind, her hesitation almost got her mother killed. Yeah. And she's done with it. She's like, yeah, I care for him, but this can't stand and I'm going to have to kill him. She goes and gets a crossbow. She's like, I'm serious about this. I'm getting the crossbow. Yeah. At Angel's apartment, Darla is there again saying, like, she's coming for you now. She's tempting you. And the only way for you to get out of this is to kill her. Mm-hmm. So it's so you or her. the only way for him to accept who he is. Yeah. Yeah. So she thinks by killing Buffy, that'll release him in some way from this. And curse. he will, even if it doesn't, like, actually lift the curse, that like, he will stop he will start fighting it, basically. He'll stop fight he'll stop fighting he'll start fighting the curse and like try to like reclaim his former former self. So hopefully he can reclaim his former self. So let the animal out, basically. Killing her will let the animal back out that's in him. Buffy says she's going to she's gonna go near the bronze because he said earlier that he lives nearby. So that's probably a good place to start. So she hears glass breaking in the bronze and she goes in there. At the hospital, Joyce oh yeah, I remember when Joyce is like, Who are you? To Giles? <laughs> Like, who's this old dude? And it's so great that, like, teacher comes to the hospital. It's so caring. This town's so different than everywhere else. <laughs> we had, a, like, when students, like, well, like, only a few times that I was in high school, like, something serious happened to a student. And, like, our principal would go to the hospital and stuff. Uh-huh. Giles is sitting with Joyce and she says, you know, talking school, talking shop about Buffy, like, school-wise with Giles saying, like, you know, she's struggling with this. She's struggling with that. She's studying. She's studying with Willow. She's studying with Darla. And Giles was like, like, wait, what? Yeah, hold on. That's the friend that came over? We mm. thought it was Angel, but it, now we know that Darla was involved. Everything clicks into place. Yeah, Giles runs out of the room and gets Willow and Xander and says, oh, we have a problem. 
at the bronze, Angel and Buffy have a confrontation. He kind of is like, you know, I'm just an animal, right? And he's kind of like being aggressive. They kind of scuffle a bit, Mm -hmm. a little bit. They don't get like, no, I actually like animals. Yeah. How dare you? That's an insult to animals. But he's he at this point, he is resigned to killing her. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I, I feel like even at this point, they kind of have an opportunity, like, to kill each other, and they just... They can't... They're not doing it. Manage to do so, it. Yeah. yeah. They're both in, like, survival. He's in survival mode, and she's, like, pissed and in revenge mode. Yeah. And, but they... And he's, he's even trying to egg her on, though, and she's just, mm-hmm. like... Yeah. She, she shoots at him, but she purposely misses. Yeah. I think part of him is kind of, like, maybe it would be better if I just died. Yeah. You know what I mean? He feels like, resigned. Maybe. He's like, yeah, he's like, maybe she should just kill me. They end up having a conversation where Angel tells her that he fed on a girl that kind of looked like her. That was part of the Romani, mm. which you could also, he says gypsies, which is not a term you're supposed to use anymore. The Romani right. is the term that, that they use for themselves. And she was a favorite of her clan and that the people in her clan cursed him. With a soul. So they returned his soul to him, and now he has a conscience again. And so now he's been, for 80 years, he's been grappling with everything he had done before. He hasn't hasn't fed since. He says he hasn't fed on a living person since. And, uh, yeah, so that's why he's helping her. He's on a redemption arc. (laughs) Mm -hmm. He's trying to, like, deal with all the torment that he's done, and he's trying to live with it. And this is part of it, helping Buffy and, like being a good guy and this is where we we learn that he like he finally admits that he didn't actually bite her mom yeah and he's like so why did you start with my mother if you didn't have him bitten anyone for 80 years why did you start with her he's like i didn't and he's like i wanted to tell you but you know things got out of hand basically and things are kind of getting resolved and darla shows up and darla saying okay well okay like okay you guys ended up not gonna you're not gonna go for it (laughs) like i thought so i'm gonna have to step in and take care of this yeah but before things go down darla does tell buffy like you know we were together Mm -hmm. we were in love at one point or whatever she loved him and he used to love me she made him yes she's his creator she's his sire sire yeah so darla made angel so she turned him Mm mm-hmm so it's just new information. Yeah, that's, that, that's kind of, it seems huge because that's like some sort of a bond thing, right? It is. Yeah. Yes. You definitely feel a bond with like people you sire and your sire and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And we'll see that play out a lot. It's a family bond. Yeah. Okay. Well, a romantic family, like it, there's a connection when you sire yeah. someone. Okay. She made Angel and that they had a relationship for generations. They were together wreaking havoc. She tells Angel, like, you're sick, you always be sick, and, like, you're always going to remember what it's like for to watch her die. Because, like, now Darla's going to do it. And I had forgotten about this, but Darla just has guns. I just hate that. Was, yeah, I thought that was... That was, like, the one thing about the episode I thought was stupid. Yeah, I didn't like that. Like, yeah. And so she just pulls out two handguns and starts shooting at Buffy. She shoots Angel. Obviously, that's not going to do anything to him. It's, just, mm-hmm. you know, it's not made of wood. So... But, I mean, it got Buffy to, like, pause. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it took him out of commission. Mm-hmm. Like, temporarily. Yeah. Like, it did hurt him. Yeah. But it wasn't going to kill him. And Buffy, you know, is just just running because, you know, bullets are flying. Yeah, how is she supposed to fight that? Yeah, and so she's just trying to regroup. Xander, Willow, and Giles, like, get in. They hear the gunshots, and they get in up on the balcony and are just 
distracting Darla. They're yelling down to Darla, to, to Buffy that Darla's won the bitter mom. And Giles is using like the like, it looks like they have some like theater stuff in there, which is weird. Like the thing is using is like lightning or like oh, flashing yeah. lights. I think that when you strobe do that, it's like strobe lighting or, yeah, yeah like, you feel like you see that more in like theaters, that thing that he used yeah. then rather than a club. I, I could know. be wrong. But anyway, it starts flashing and it distracts Darla and Buffy can can get away. And she's getting closer. She's kind of, like, Buffy doesn't have anything at her disposal. She's kind of hiding. And then we see Angel come up behind Darla and stake her. And he kills his own master. He stabs her. From the noises that Darla makes, she could be stabbing her or something else as well, I bet. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what's he stabbing her with? I don't know. I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing (laughs) (laughs) from her noises. So Darla falls on the ground and is dusted. And she's like, Angel, how could you? Betrayal of the uttermost kind. Yeah. He just just leaves. He looks at Buffy and he's like, all right, I'm out of here. He's out. (laughs) I'm too old for this crap. And Buffy just lets him go, stares at him. Because, like, what are you going to say? In the lair... The master is, like, tearing the place up. He's mad because another person... This is his favorite. Yeah, his favorite. 400 years. Darla was one of his top minions. And <laughs> like she said, Darla said, like, she's just going to pick us off one by one if we don't need something. And that is what's happening. They're just getting picked off. So we're at the bronze, and it's the yeah, the post-fumigation party. <laughs> and I love when he says, like, what does that mean? And Xander says, hardier cockroaches. <laughs> I love that. I gotta admit, Dater had some good lines in this. It's like they're just more robust cockroaches until next year. They're like radioactive now. Oh my god! And Willow says, "You've heard from Angel," and she's like, "No, and I don't think I will." Yeah, and but she's she like, "Still feels I'm watching." She's like, I feel him watching. And Willow's like, "That's probably because he's over there watching you." And so she sees him on the other side of the the club, and she heads over to talk to him. And Dander is, of course, very insecure and jealous about the situation, and he's like, "I'm not gonna look." I'm not, I'm not even going to look at him. Buffy comes over to Angel and he asks how her mom and her are doing. She said, we're okay. And he says, we can't do this. Like, I have to just walk away from this. She's like, no, I understand. They're both like, okay, one of us needs to go. It's kind of similar to like their little other scene yeah. where they're both like, this can't happen. This isn't really going to work. And closer, closer, closer. And then they kiss again. Yeah. Yeah, they do. <laughs> Yeah, they kiss again, and when they... Oh, and Xander says, what's happening? She's like, nothing. She's like, well, balls are not kissing. And Willow's face... <laughs> Willow's face is like, hmm. And she's watching them kiss behind his shoulder, <laughs> over his shoulder. When Buffy pulls away, she says, are you okay? And he's like, yeah. It's, and she says, painful, I know. And we think at first they're talking about, like, their emotions. Yeah. But then when she pulls back and she says, like, bye, and she walks away, we see that her... The cross that Angel, she was wearing the cross that Angel gave her, and it has burnt. Printed on him. Yeah, it's burnt into his chest because it was touching him. And we will see a some symmetry, some symmetry to this scene in season seven. Okay, okay. Yeah, we will see something that's a little relatable I'm curious. to this, okay. yeah. She walks away, and Angel's there with his new birthmark, and that's the end of the episode. That's Angel. So this is your favorite episode, huh? This is my favorite episode so far. It was very good. It was good. Yeah, mm-hmm. emotions ran high. Um, we get to know more about him because, like, he was just kind of this mysterious stranger before. Now we know he's a vampire and just, like, I know she walked away, but 
Like, I'm wondering how this is... I don't think he's going to go away, so I'm wondering how this is... Yeah, that's it. We never see this character again. (laughs) Exactly. That's obviously not going to happen. Yeah. Never to be seen or heard from again. I'm curious to see how this continues, this relationship. This, yeah, forbidden no-no. Yeah, the forbidden fruit. That is Buffy Summers. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so my favorite line, I kind of said already, hunk mean a lot of things. Bad things! (laughs) She, poor thing, poor thing. She's so desperate to be like, oh my God, like I have to dispel everything I wrote in here because I look like an idiot. And then that whole scene, the whole second bedroom scene with the the diary thing and then like the kiss and the reveal of the vampire, that was my favorite scene because like so much happened in that. It was funny. It was like the you got the big, the big twist, the big reveal. So that was yeah. my favorite scene. Um, my favorite line was in the library when she's training with Giles and says, goodbye stakes, hello flying fatality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a good I one. I like that. Yeah, that was a great one. <laughs> and then um, I think my favorite scene was uh, probably when Angel killed Darla, just because I'm not a fan. And she was like, <laughs> Got that X out of his life forever. That's right. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I hated when she was like on her back on the pool table as like Buffy pushed it and she's like pew, 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 as oh, like yeah. the pool table's going. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. I just really didn't like her. I thought she was really annoying. Yeah. yeah. And like, and when she bit Buffy's mom, I was like, whoa, that was too far, far Darla. Too <laughs> yeah. far now. Yeah. Okay. So I gave this episode five out of five stakes because mm-hmm. it is a pivotal episode. Like it changes everything with yeah. you know, finding out who Angel is. Yeah. And uh, we either get more Angel. We get like no anything about like before we barely knew anything about him besides his name his whole backstory yeah it's moving the the season plot along like we're 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 starting to pick up speed now and Mm -hmm. angel's a big part of the show so him becoming getting introduced in a deeper way is gonna make the show better and it was a good plot i liked the three i like i like yeah it was just i liked everything about it except for the darla gun thing i didn't like that that was the only con for this episode for me okay so yeah. i was saying five stakes it was a really good episode. yeah like i was just sitting on the edge of my seat the whole time like it was hard to take notes so like i had to write so fast and i'm just like yeah it was really good to catch my attention the whole time and i just every time because i'm watching on hulu and i have the commercial break one mm-hmm. so every time there's a commercial break i'm like ah <laughs> so, yeah. yeah it's it's a good one it's yeah. definitely one of the one of the better ones in the yeah. first season, for sure. And just, like, it, I found it really creative that they did the whole, like, his backstory. Um, like I've watched a lot of vampire stuff, and I they've definitely done the whole good vampire thing and other things. But just, like, with his, um, like, his soul getting restored, basically. I thought mm-hmm. that was interesting, because I've definitely seen other vampire stuff. Um, where they talk about souls and like there's like a lot of up in the air stuff about like if they have them or not or mm-hmm. so I thought that was kind of interesting that they touched on that so I thought that was a nice touch mm-hmm. yeah it's a good backstory it's compelling now, your question for next week in the, the episode's called I Robot You Jane and a demon is released from an object what is the object? Okay, the episode's called I Robot You Jane and something is released from an object I mean, it would be, okay, we have some, we have some things we can, I mean, obviously we could say Janie Lamp because that would be the first thought, but maybe mm-hmm. that's a little too on the nose. We have a previous episode where someone was stuck in a trophy, so maybe we could say that got out of the trophy. Um, it's a demon. 
Okay, so then no, probably not. A demon, um, a book. Okay. <laughs> That's a good guess. Okay. All right. Let's okay. see if you're right next week. <laughs> All right. So that wraps up Angel. Season 1, Episode 7. Again, you can find us on all major podcast apps and YouTube and Instagram at one girl in all the world pod. You can also email, email us at onegirlpod at gmail.com. So thanks for joining us, and we'll be back next week with iRobot Eugene. Slay you real soon! <laughs> Bye!